Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Joe Goldman, Community Engagement Director for the Western Region at HIAS, the Hebrew Immigration Aid Society. When we look at a lot of the news around refugees and the, the ways that they are impacted, the work that we do, it can often feel very depressing. And so I want you to just take a deep breath this Shabbat and reflect upon Betham's extraordinary accomplishments over the past few years. When you hosted a Jews for Refugees assembly in 2018, you brought in such a huge crowd that showed an old East Coast organization like Hyas that L.A., is full of Jewish community support for their cause and not to sleep on California, leading to the creation of my job. That assembly was a year after the previous administration began gutting refugee resettlement, including ending our decades-long resettlement partnership with a local organization here in LA that had resettled tens of thousands of Jews and others. But instead of just mourning the loss, Beth Am took the lead to keep elevating the need to welcome the stranger, to refuse to forget our history as Jews, and to keep going. Beth Am stepped up again after Kabul fell, forming one of the first highest welcome circles to help Afghan newcomers in this nation. Your community mobilized in a time of crisis to pioneer a pilot program that we were all building while flying at the same time, but your success informed not just a whole new slew of welcome circles for Ukrainians when the war, the war sparked six months later, your work helped convince the Biden administration to create the Welcome Core program, which made private sponsorship a permanent part of how America welcomes fleeing persecution. It may not feel like that much, but you did that. And that's not all. Your continued educational programming around refugee issues, as well as advocating for bills like the Afghan Adjustment Act and more, your work helped convince the State Department that it's time to rebuild the resettlement system here in Southern California. On August 1st, Jewish Family and Children's Services of Long Beach was approved to become a highest resettlement partner, bringing institutional resettlement back to LA County for the first time in six years in Orange County in nearly three decades. Now, Beth Am can scale the work that it did with the Welcome Circle with professional support for a lot less money and time for dozens more families a year than you valiantly invested into one family from Afghanistan. Again, you did that. This is a huge win from the State Department that has your names all over it. And after the previous administration had blocked people of all backgrounds from fleeing Muslim-majority countries and, like Iran, and over two years of hard work from the current administration, highest and diplomats from around the world negotiating with the Austrian government, we are finally able to restart the Lautenberg program for religious minorities fleeing Iran to be processed through the highest RSC office in Vienna. A backlog of 13,000 people has built up in the program since 2017, and at least 70 to 80% of them are coming to LA. In order to have more Iranians reunite with loved ones here, Hayas is opening a second office in the EU for processing. We're urgently asking anyone with loved ones in Iran to file paperwork with the State Department, ideally by September 15th, but definitely by the 30th. 
By, this, by law, the program includes not just Jews, but also Baha'is, Zoroastrian, Mandian, Sabians, and Christians. We wish we could include Muslims of all stripes, atheists, women, and LGBTQ people who are also oppressed by the regime. But these religious minorities are the only groups explicitly covered by law for now. And so thank you but, um, for spreading the word to make sure that your community gets everyone eligible and into the pipeline. We're still finalizing details, but Hyas is working with local partners, including the Iranian American Jewish Federation and JFCS Long Beach, to make sure that Iranian nationals and their loved ones get all of the help that they need to rebuild lives here in America. What's extraordinary in all of this progress that has happened in America on refugee policy in, on the ref refugee policy front is taking place despite significant backsliding democratic norms, which frequently overlaps with anti-refugee policies and rhetoric. Why am I talking about democracy? Because without strong liberal democracy, it's a lot harder for us to respond to the global refugee crisis that's forced over 110 million from their homes this year. We were under 100 million just a year ago. That's way more than what we saw after World War II. And worse, the anti-democratic the anti -democratic backsliding is also causing those flows. We see it here, and I also want to talk about the fact today is the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. But we're also seeing it in the conflict zones in folks that we're serving. We see it in Ukraine. We're we see it in Sudan um, and how we respond in places like Israel and beyond. The war in Ukraine is a war over democracy, and it's one that has cost the lives of refugees and those serving them. A humanitarian work on staff for a longtime highest partner, Right to Protection, was among the seven people killed in a missile attack in Chernihiv just a few days ago. More than 150 people were injured in that midday attack, which left another RTP staff member wounded. Our colleague was originally from the region and worked as a protection monitor on a field team of approximately 35 people based in that city. He was not on duty at that time, but was driving a car with his son near the center of town when the missile struck, and he is survived by his wife and four children. Since the full-scale invasion of Ukraine by Russia in February 2022, RTP has provided psychological aid, legal services, and cash-based assistance, food and, and non-food items for people affected by the war. Hyas has worked in Ukraine since 2001 when an office was established to help asylum seekers, and Ukraine, asylum seekers going to Ukraine and Ukrainian Jews seeking to migrate to the United States. Um, RTP was created as an independent Ukrainian NGO by Hyas in 2013, and they began working with displaced persons when the conflict broke out in the Donbas region in 2014. Before the war, RTP had 160 staff in Ukraine. That number is now 1,200. Highest fully funds their operations and consider them colleagues. And Ukraine is also really important to Highest's creation. We, we really were sparked because of the initial first pogroms in the late 19th century and in the early 20th century that led to our very creation to help Jews who are fleeing for their lives seek shelter here in the United States and elsewhere. Sudan's descent into civil war doubling the number of refugees we're currently serving in Chad is due to the failure to hold a peaceful transition into democracy from brutal authoritarianism this April. Global media attention has gradually waned as the crisis worsened. Over 370,000 refugees are estimated to have crossed into Chad, most of whom are Sudanese nationals. This number could reach as high as 600,000 by the end of the year. 
87% of those arriving in Chad are women and children. Refugees have temporarily settled in several camps along the border with Sudan, where some residents displaced by previous conflicts have lived for almost two decades. It's worth noting that most refugees remain refugees on average for 17 years. Chad is one of the world's poorest and most remote countries. No other nation has a lower concentration of paved roads. Seasonal rains cause widespread flooding across the country, rendering roads in the east impassable. I mean, we just went through Hurricane Hillary, and that was a mess. And, you know, with our infrastructure, can you imagine what it must be like without the, the less-than-ideal infrastructure that we have? This presents enormous challenges for reaching the thousands of refugees settled in camps along the border with Sudan. Highest has been in every refugee camp in Chad since the Darfur genocide 20 years ago, providing food, shelter, mental health support, and gender-based violence prevention programs. But the civil war in Sudan and the influx of refugees into Chad remains far from the headlines. The American Jewish community played a huge role in shining light on the conflict in Darfur two decades ago. Jewish World Watch, which funds our work in Chad, launched here in LA. But today, there remains far too much silence. The massive crisis is not in the headlines. The empathy for predominantly white refugees from Ukraine isn't applied to black and Arab refugees from Sudan. The funding to serve those in, needs, in need remains scarce, and yet at the same time, we know that we can bring the band back together, this time with more allies and awareness than ever before to make a huge difference. And going, looking north from Sudan to Israel, my beloved home away from home, a country highest helped build by resettling hundreds of thousands of Jewish refugees to help build the state. We see dimensions of anti-democratic backsliding that can directly harm refugees that are also not being reported. The proposed reforms in Israel could have dire consequences, not just for the underrepresented Jewish olim we work with from Ethiopia and the former Soviet Union, alongside non-Jewish asylum seekers from Ukraine, Eritrea, Sudan, the West Bank, but all Israelis. Israel's miraculous establishment in 1948, especially coupled with the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, accelerated the trend in which the vast majority of global Jewry achieved political freedom of movement for the first time in modern history a freedom that was afforded by basic liberal democratic norms. If not for Israel, Hayes' ability and Betham's ability to serve non-Jews at the scale that we have for nearly 25 years would be impossible to imagine. Because of Israel, Hayes can live up to the command to be a light upon the nations on behalf of Am Yisrael, on behalf of all Jewish people. That's why we are very worried of the consequences of judicial reform. When the Knesset passed a law last month that would significantly curtail the ability of courts to review government decisions through a tool known as the reasonableness doctrine, the legislation is part of a broader effort to remake the judicial system that has attracted widespread condemnation as, an anti, as anti-democratic, triggering, as we've all seen, 34 weeks of protests across the country. In February, Hayes joined with Israeli and U.S. civil society organizations to speak out in support of Israeli democracy, including with conservative movement groups. Justice is one of Hayes' core values in Israel and everywhere. 
which is why we cannot stand silent when we see sweeping changes to our beloved home away from home's judicial system that stand in direct opposition to this value, changes that will undermine the system of checks and balances and democracy, which threaten the human rights of all who are subject to the decisions of the Israeli government. The courts are the primary way highest seeks any respite for most of our clients. While U.S. courts often grant roughly half of all asylum claims, Israel is granted less than 1%. Both are below the average of 60% in most wealthy countries. However, the courts still offer a pathway, which is one part of a globally respected legal system that we know we're far better off preserving, strengthening, and making the needed changes from within than throwing it out altogether. This week's Torah portion is in Deuteronomy 2419. We we see the quote here. When you reap the harvest in your field and overlook a sheaf in the field, do not turn back to get it. It shall go to the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, in order that your God may bless you in all your undertakings. In many ways, we can view this as our surplus resources don't just belong to us, that they are God, what God uses to care for the most vulnerable people in our communities, beginning with the stranger, with the immigrant, with those who may share similarities and differences from us. We also see in the Haftarah in Isaiah 54, 14, you shall be established through righteousness, you shall be safe from oppression, and you shall have no fear. At this time of anti-democratic backsliding that causes refugee flows and hampers our ability to respond, I think we can take from these portions the notion that perhaps we may establish communities of righteousness is how we ensure that every person is safe from oppression and fear. And especially now as we see increasing anti-Semitism as part of that anti-democratic backsliding, the time to reach out to welcome the stranger has never been more critical. Besides, we know from decades of experience that nothing changes the minds of non-Jews taught to hate us faster than Jews saving their lives. My colleagues and I just returned from visiting highest resettlement partner JFS San Diego and our highest Mexico team in Tijuana. Asylum policies under the current administration are almost as inhumane as the one that preceded it. But we saw the impact of Jewish community in partnership with civil society and California state government at work. JFS San Diego runs an extraordinary respite shelter in a repurposed hotel, helping those who are ultimately allowed into the United States to have a safe place to briefly recollect and get transportation set to their destinations elsewhere in the United States. And it's worth noting that Of the 156,000 people they've helped since 2018, over 98% go well beyond San Diego, and most don't even stay in California. As a Californian Jew, I was so moved to see this work, a sharp contrast with Texas, where the governor put razor-edged buoys in the Rio Grande to rip asylum seekers to shreds. Multiple people have died from the state-sanctioned cruelty. In Tijuana, We saw a shelter with far less than ideal conditions that many more asylum seekers are forced to stay in south of our border than those allowed under current policies. And our colleagues are working tirelessly to provide mental health, legal, gender-based violence prevention support and helping asylum seekers who are in harrowing journeys that never seem to end. But we have an opportunity to take a lot of action on many different fronts. First, we hope that you will join us in asking the Biden administration to increase refugee admissions to 135,000. They 
the number that the Biden administration told us last year would be 125,000. Uh, it's been far fewer, and we want to make sure that we actually live up to our obligations and the promise that we make as a country. I also hope that you will join HIAS at JPAC, the Jewish Public Affairs Committee of California's Capital Summit in Sacramento in May, so you have plenty of time to plan for this after Hagin, because the state, as I shared earlier, has a huge impact on the type of welcome refugees, asylum seekers, and others will receive. And especially given the difference in control, we even have a bill coming up in Sacramento, SB 85, that would increase the length of time for case management for refugees, especially helping find housing and things like that, uh, with state support, which would be critical in building up our newest resettlement partner here in Greater LA at JFCS Long Beach that helps scale the work even further. And of course, there's always a need for financial support, particularly for our work in Sudan, and for opening a second EU-based office for our Lautenberg uh, clients as we reunite many Jewish and non-Jewish loved ones from Iran. Temple Beth Am, you are the home and birthplace of so much activism and incredible service for this incredibly Jewish effort. As I always say, Welcoming the stranger is who we are as Jews. Once Shabbat ends, I'm so excited to get back to work with all of you. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.